0: all right we are back with another michigan
1: edition real talk jeff here dan how are you man
2: feeling great man it's gonna it's been a great week so far other than going to work you know like an adult but uh <laughs> like an adult i haven't uh, you know was at the game the michigan northwestern game last saturday and that was my first time being in the big house since 2019 and uh it's a home away from home uh so it's was gonna be back there man and it was uh, like a perfect fall day and uh, I tell you what, man. We have a just monumental matchup on Saturday, and uh, by four o'clock, someone's gonna be seven and one, and someone's gonna be eight and zero. So, uh, got a lot to get to today.
1: Yeah, this is this is an eventful pot and I I said this last week I didn't want to downplay Northwestern and we're going to we're going to talk a quick recap but the majority of this pot is going to be spent on Michigan Michigan State and rightfully so as you just said a monumental matchup um a Super Bowl like matchup of sorts in the state of Michigan for sure. And there's a lot to get to. So let's just get right to it. So as you said, you were at the game on Saturday. Obviously, you had to have liked what you saw. Uh, Michigan picked up the win 33 to 17 after leading at the half, I believe, uh, it was a 10, seven.
2: Yes. 10-7.
1: Yeah. So they obviously dropped 23 unanswered points and look really good and really sharp in the second half outside of just a couple of things we'll talk about. Um, opening statement. Would you, would you see, would you like, what was the atmosphere?
2: Well, the atmosphere was phenomenal. Um, like I said, it was the perfect, perfect weather. Um, you know, mid fifties, um, nice October day. Uh, what for me, when I go to the Michigan games, I get goosebumps no matter what, what happens, especially even when it goes to the Michigan hockey and my wife's like, why, why are you getting emotional? Why are you getting, you know, blah, blah, blah. it's just like, is you just more, you relive all those memories all at once, especially when you see them come out of the, the tunnel for football. But, um, you know, Mr. Brightside in the fourth quarter was freaking awesome. I recorded that. That was that was, that was great. And I'm sure when Corey was there with uh, uh, his brother-in-law for the Washington, the game was even better because of that night. But anyways, uh, the game overall, 37 uh, dub. I thought 21 points was going to be uh, pretty doable. I think the spread was 23.5, 24, whatever. Um, you know, the – Michigan has been really good with not turning the ball over the last two seasons, uh, despite last year being kind of a stinker, but um, they fumbled the ball twice here. Uh, Donovan Edwards and Sanders drill both dropped the, dropped the pickle jar there. Uh, But I feel like in other areas, they made up for it in a way. Uh, Obviously want to see that getting tightened up. Uh, The tight ends got more work. I said last week, what I want to see more of was tight ends uh, getting worked into the passing game. Uh, Eric Hall had a a nice block uh, for Hassan Haskins getting a touchdown. Um, Other than the one play that Northwestern had that they ran for the touchdown, their one and only touchdown was a 75-yarder, they rushed the ball for literally 25 yards the entire game. So um, other than the one play, uh, the secondary stepped up. Defensive line only managed to acquire one sack, but they had a ton of hurries. And Aiden Hutchinson is literally held on every play, but he's, I think, uh, pro football focuses or whatever, uh, rated the the best d lineman in the country at the moment. Um, Hassan's Quorum, our our duo, go both over 100, two touchdowns each. Uh, The bread and butter, man, the bread and butter. So outside the one play, two turnovers, uh, it was uh, typical M.O. for 2021.
0: Yeah, so ultimately last you know, last week we talked about on
1: the pod the game plan for Michigan was gonna be running the football. And that was obviously gonna make a lot of Michigan fans upset because they wanna see us air it out. They wanna see us expand the game plan. We we both knew we weren't gonna show our hand before the Michigan State game. Ultimately that's probably what we are though. I I think we're limited as far as what we're gonna offer this Saturday. We're gonna run the ball with two different running backs and we're gonna run it a lot. And if that's good, it's gonna upset people, and that's gonna upset people. I mean, um, at the end of the day, we're gonna to continue to take our W's. We're not gonna we're not gonna sit there and get upset about them. And we're one game at a time. And we're we're I don't think we are, but there's a lot of people that are falling in the trap of well, this isn't gonna beat Ohio State. But we'll get there. At the, at this point, we'll, that game is going to come at some point, and we're going to keep taking our wins as as we can get them. So, um, enough about Michigan or uh, Northwestern. Let's 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 keep it moving here. What did you like from the game before we get to Michigan State? What did you like coming
2: out of that one? Uh, what I did like was I like D J Turner. Uh, I came up with a huge uh, assist to himself, to tip drill interception. Uh, he came up and made a couple great uh, tackles. One was an, uh, a pretty good tackle for loss. Um, and uh, so, yeah, man, DJ Turner. And that's who I'm rolling with this week.
1: <clears throat> yeah, for me, it was, uh, we. I've said it before, Cornelius Johnson. But this time for something a little different, the punt block. Yep. Um, he was given an opportunity earlier in the year and didn't come away with one. And they felt that they... They would dial it in again at some point, and this was the game they felt it was there. And and uh, Cornelius comes up with a huge punt block in the second half that was really a momentum swing. I mean, not that Michigan was really ever in doubt of losing, in my opinion, but uh, it was just really that catapult, that boom, 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 finish it off, pour it on. What did you dislike? There was probably a couple of things, but is there anything that
2: sticks out? Didn't like the, the two turnovers that I alluded to earlier. Um put the ball on the turf, but um ultimately they've done a really good job again the last two seasons on taking care of the football uh, uh, more so last year with Cade, but this year uh with just the team overall. Um and yeah. kind of touched on this last week. Uh suddenly for field goals, uh they gotta they gotta convert in these touchdowns. I know we've been lucky to have Mo- uh, Moody. I know he missed one this past Saturday, but he went two for three or three for four. I can't remember. But uh, either way, uh, we got to, especially this weekend, if we get into the red zone, um, we need seven. We need seven. We can't take three against Sparty. Yeah, for me, it's, it, there's there was two things.
1: Um, the 75-yard house call wasn't exactly... Uh, Great on the eyes. I mean, when you give up big plays to a good school, you typically lose those games. And obviously, Michigan was was the better team this past weekend. And without that play, it would have been a shutout. But you still gave it up. And that's not the best rushing attack we're going to see this year. Obviously, Michigan State has a pretty good running attack itself. So that was a, a a big dislike. And very similar to you, but I'm going a little bit deeper into it. Turnovers by bench players this season has been an issue. Kate has thrown one interception. I might be wrong here, but I, I, I did a little bit of research. No starter has a turnover this year except for bench players. Donovan Edwards has a couple of different fumbles. Um, the wide receiver number five, his name is what is escaping me. He fumbled this week. There's, Same been, sure. um, there's been some by What's that? Oh, Mike Sanders still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, third string quarterback threw a pick again against Wisconsin. It just it seems like the bench players are. Instead of making an impact with their time, they're yep. making the opposite. They're impacting us negatively. And uh, it's just it's it's something that I mean, if we're up three scores against Michigan State, not saying that we're going to blow them out. I'm not insinuating that, but if we're up three scores, maybe we don't put them in this week. I'm sorry, but you haven't made use of your time. It's just one of those things where we just need to make sure that we're we're trusting our guys, especially if you're if, if you're if you're putting your depth in. And we talked about this with JG Edwards and his or J.J. McCarthy. Sorry, with his opportunities. If his opportunities are are negative opportunities, then maybe you don't use them. You got to make sure that when you're putting those players in they're impacting in a positive way. now Sanders still that's that's pronunciation, right Sanders still yeah,
0: yeah, he had
1: that really he had that really nice diving catch at Nebraska, I believe it was correct. So I mean, don't get me wrong, Plays I'm not trying to down him. It's just one of those things where it's like Cade's got one pick on the year. Nobody else, knock on wood, has any has any other uh, any blunders to the record. So uh, see more of. I'll start with this one. I liked that there were seven different ball carriers. Um, eight, if you conclude the, the one scramble from Cade, I didn't include that. But seven ball carriers, wide receivers, Donovan Edwards, obviously, J.J. McCarthy had some really positive runs. Um, those kind of things will help the run game if, it, the more guys that are touching the ball, as long as it's positive, the more guys that are touching the ball is good because then you get you get misdirection, you get end arounds. Um, then you start reacting rather than, it, it's one of those things where if you, if the defense isn't being proactive, that's a good thing. So um, I liked how many people were touching the ball, and honestly, I think if we're if we're moving forward and we're gonna continue to to be a strong rushing attack, adding in extra hands
2: isn't usually a bad thing. All right. And then uh, what I want to see more of is uh, staying aggressive, uh, especially going this week, uh, this weekend rather. And, um, you know, I really don't got to tell Jim Harbaugh that. If it's going to be fourth and one on a certain, you know, down a uh, you know, spot on the field, he's going to be going for it this Saturday. Um, I like that. In the beginning of the game uh, against Northwestern, they were trying to hit the pass a few times. Uh, obviously it didn't happen like they wanted it to, but I, I like that part. Um, and touching back on the tight ends, I liked how they, keep the, the, they kept the tight ends active the last few weeks, especially in Big Ten play. And, um, you know, again, Eric all had that block, so he's doing it uh, in the run game and he's doing it in the receiving game. Uh, I couldn't find his yards uh, after catch. Uh, stat but he is catching the ball with a lot of space in front of him and again I want to see him in the red zone. If you have these red zone woes give the man the jump ball. I think he's a huge mismatch. We talked about it last week about being a Jimmy Graham prototype physically. Uh, so yeah man Eric Hall, man for sure.
1: Cole Baines. All
2: right man I think it's time.
0: Let's do it.
1: We're here, Michigan, Michigan State. Let me give you the rundown here. It's for the Paul Bunyan Trophy, okay? As we all know, it is the trophy that we had in the state of Michigan. Um, I'm gonna do a little, a little history though. Michigan leads the all-time series, 71 to 37, with five ties. Since the trophy series has started, they're winning 38 to 28 with two ties, okay? Since 2007, Mike Hart famously made the little brother comment. The Spartans went on to win seven of the next eight. And then from 2016 to 2019, Michigan won three out of four. The Spartans last year took the first one with new head coach, Mel Tucker. They currently have the Paul Bunyan. Obviously, last year, COVID year, Michigan was heavily favored and dropped the game 27-24. We're here. What are your What are your initial expectations as far as what you think? Michigan is obviously favored by four points. Which what, what What's your comment there? What do you think about the the street giving us four points, Vegas? There.
0: Uh,
2: if I had if I if I was a big sports better, I'm not touching this game with a ten foot pole. Um, I think I think this game is maybe. I think it may be a one-point game, man. I think it's going to be one, two points. I mean, I know maybe it's some, just something that's not far from four, but that, is, to me, is huge, honestly, especially in the betting game. But I think this is going to be like a one-point last possession is going to win this one. Um, I'm thinking like 30, 31, to, you know, something crazy like that. I mean, maybe not crazy, but something like that. Um, obviously, we're going to hear the stat all day about, you know, whoever rushes the ball for more yards. Wins the game yep. like 90% of the time. That is whatever. And with both teams being kind of uh each other, I mean, outside of Peyton Thorne uh, uh, being more um, productive in the stat column with his passing uh, over Cade McNamara, they both like to run the ball. They both got solid wide receivers. They both got that defense uh, that you can rely on. I know, uh, Michigan State's a little suspect at times in the back end, but so can Michigan. Um, the defensive lines are both solid. Man, this is going to be um, this is going to be a chest thumping game, and uh, I think it's going to come down to just smash mouth football. Uh, but I am super amped for this game. Uh, and if you, know, you know for those who know me, I hate Michigan State more than I do Ohio State, partially because Ohio State's waxed or ass for so long, and I desperately want Michigan-Michigan State's, uh, the state of the rivalry, to be the way it was when I grew up, which was little brother. Michigan was going to, I think, was on a seven-game win streak when I was going through junior high school, so um, I'm going to be on the edge of my seat, man. This is a game where I got to watch by myself. Um, but I think this is going to be back and forth, down to the last possession. Um, and, yeah, I mean, again, pretty fairly even squad, in my opinion. Yeah, personally, um, both
1: teams are, have a running attack. Okay? Michigan averages, I think, somewhere in the 240-ish range per yards per game. And, and uh, Michigan State's right at the 200 mark. So, both teams expect to get some groundwork in. Just, you know, who whoever wins the rushing attack this year, I don't think is necessarily going to win the game in that sense, unless it's pretty large, substantial, because I think both teams are going to have massive ground games, and that's going to be one of the reasons they're, they're in position to win the game. Um, I, I think it's going to come down strictly to turnovers. I, yeah. This game is going to be tight. It's it's going to be who hangs on to the football, who doesn't give it away, um, a blocked punt, a blocked kick, an interception, those things are going to cost a team the win here. Um, Didn't mean to bring up blocked pun as in a a bad (laughs) thing. No no pun intended. But I have a question uh,
0: that we'll start off here. Let's get the discussion going. How does Michigan win this game? Want me to start? Go ahead. I'll chime in.
2: All right. All right, so Michigan wins this game, top and not turning the ball over, hands down, hands down.
1: Yeah, I think control the line of scrimmage, control the line of scrimmage, don't get too fancy. How have you won games this year? Blake Corum, Hassan Haskins, Hassan Haskins, Blake Corum. Give us everything you got. We're gonna need at least at least 35 carries between the two in my opinion control the clock get things done when Cade throws it throw it deep really stretch the defense to open up more of the run game and truthfully he, he hasn't he, if he misses he typically misses long so the chances of being intercepted fine at least it's a punt let him throw it long get some opportunities out there get get Cornelius going um If you're going to throw in the middle, get it to Eric All, block the edges, and you cannot,
0: for the life of God, turn the ball over. Um, Now I'm going to flip the switch here. Is it a successful season if we come up with an L?
1: Well, before you get going, this team won two games last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to tell me, man. And – and what we've seen this year has been promising. But with a loss on Saturday, and i'm gonna just I'm gonna make it easy. It's a close loss. Three points or less. Is this a successful season or is it ruined?
2: Uh, I think it's a successful season. obviously, you gotta see what plays out, right? However, yeah. however, one loss in the conference will not break you, uh, but you'll have to get obviously some help. Uh, again, we we're at that meaty part of the schedule, uh, so a lot of teams got to play each other still after this week. So you can make up for it. It's all's not lost. But again, now we're talking about Michigan and Michigan State both being in contention for the East to represent the East in Indianapolis. In the beginning of the season, we were not talking about either of these teams being in consideration for the East. So our expectations have already been succeeded, and of course. I hate the absolute piss out of Michigan State, so I will probably be in a really crappy mood for the next three days if that does happen. But uh, you'll have to wake up the next day and realize it's only October we got all the month of November, and that's really been the bugaboo uh, for Jim Harbaugh. so we we're just we're just now getting to that point, so yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: I agree. I agree. I I think ultimately this season is a success. You're you're back in the big house. You got the fans back. It seems like the team's in the right direction. Um, This is a very good football team that we're going up against and could very easily deliver us a beatdown and send us home packing. And that doesn't necessarily make this a bad season. But what I will say, and I've been saying this for a very long time and I've never wavered, I don't expect to beat Ohio State right now. That's not where I'm at. But I do expect to beat Michigan State. I do expect to beat Penn State. I do expect to beat Wisconsin. I expect to beat everyone else. Do I understand that it's still football and teams are going to win? Other teams are going to win. Yeah, I do. But on a consistent basis, we need to be beating these teams. And Mel Tucker took over a train wreck of an organ train wreck program and basically beat us his first year. And if he beats us the second year. It's truly going to become Harbaugh literally can't beat his rivals, you know, and it's already like that, but it'll get way. Worse. So, uh, first mailbag question of the day comes in from Jamie Lado. Uh, writes in every week, which Michigan player will make the difference
0: in the Michigan State game? Um, I
2: think the biggest. I think, I, think Aiden, I, I think it's gonna be Aiden Hutchinson. I think it's be Aiden. I I think it's to be Aiden Hutchinson. I think for both teams, um, especially for Michigan, but obviously, I'll get to that in a second. But with uh with Michigan, I think Aiden Hutchinson's got to come up big. A uh, strip sack, violate the pocket, um, and again, I think that is what Michigan State's gonna have to do to win the game is uh, make. Cade uncomfortable but um if Hutch goes out there and puts on a show uh that's going to help him for the next level his draft stock and uh, his cement his legacy especially in this rivalry man I he's got to come up huge for me
0: yeah I would argue the
1: last two times we've been up to East Lansing I feel like it's been defensive efforts that have got us. Obviously, the Devin Bush, the, you know, Jabril Peppers a couple years ago. Um, For me, I'm going differently. We just spoke a minute ago how we both think it's going to be a very close game. What comes up big in close games? Kickers. And I trust James B. A hell of a lot more than who I don't even know Michigan State's kicker is. Don't matter. I think Jake Moody is the difference in this game because I I truly believe that in a game so tight, a lot of times you're going to take field position punts. I think Harbaugh doubles down, gets aggressive, and he's willing to kick 50 yarders with Jake Moody and give us three points rather than punting it away. And I think at the end of the day, that can be the difference. Um, watch out for Jake Moody to get three, maybe four field goals in this game. And it's enough to catapult us into a, into scoring position and we win the game. So we'll see. I I
0: think Jake Moody's going to be huge. I will say this too. Let me say, I should say this. I hope,
1: I hope this is Cade McNamara's coming out party. And the reason I hope it because a he deserves it. But b, I just want all these Michigan fans to shut up and then just just be happy with what's happening, what you what you're seeing here. A lot every week, every day, I get on these Michigan fan pages, and everything I see is this team still can't beat Ohio State. This team won two games last year. It wasn't beating Ohio State last year. It wasn't beating Ohio State this year. And I'm not, I'm not. Tr- Again, I, I think we've done a really good job on this podcast of not bringing up that game so far. But we're at Michigan State, and this is the biggest game of the year. And Cade McNamara is very capable of winning this game. So this oh, absolutely. game,
0: absolutely, yeah,
1: yeah. And for so, let's be happy with it. I'm happy with it. I think ultimately we're favored in this game, and I think we should be. I think yep. we should. I think what we've seen enough so far is, is very promising. And I think Michigan has as
2: good of a chance to win this game as they've had all year. So, right. L- let me, let me say this. So like, like, you just, you just pointed it out. So Michigan's on, Michigan fans on the fan pages um, on the radio, you yeah. know, they're they're calling in or they're, 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 you know, they're saying in the comments, man, this is going to be Ohio state dude. Do you know how far Ohio State is right now? Just because in September, they didn't look great. I mean, they're firing on all cylinders right now, okay? So just because what we're seeing on the field doesn't mean that – you're just comparing, you know, apples and oranges here, man. Uh, just just take for what it is, man. We're, we're trying to piece together and try to get to that point. We're not even close to that point. So we, we can't – I mean – Obviously, the mantra this year is beat Ohio State every day. Good. You can do that with work ethic, blah, blah, blah. But when it finally comes time to do it or whatever, then we can do it on the field. But as of right now, man, we're two different styles of play. Ohio State, you know, much is all around a finely tuned machine at times and at their best. And right now, we're, we're the traditional. We're going to pound you in the mouth. And we're not going to show you a lot because we're going to save it to where they think it's going to be uh, needed. Um, and you know, I'll say this real quick. When I was sitting there at the Northwestern game, I had people in front of me, of course, and people on my left. The people on my left were a couple younger kids, probably early twenties. People in front of me were probably their dad or uncle or something like that, and they were talking all day. When JJ McCarthy scrambled on like fourth and one and threw across his body and they got the fourth down conversion, and then when he had the big run, you know, both times they're chirping. Oh, see, that's why he's gotta be starting. That's why he's gotta be starting. You know, kids not that good. JJ did this, JJ did that. And so when I was following my friend Zach to the right of me, I was purposely talking at a volume to where they could eavesdrop. I wanted them to hear what I'm saying. And at one point I said, and I was in uh, a separate conference, a separate event, whatever. And I said, uh, I was like, Zach, I'm like, I know we, I know people want JJ McCarthy in there, but I mean, we understand this is Northwestern. It's at the end of the game right now. Uh, you know, teams might pick that pass off that he throws across over the middle. And I'm like, Michigan fans, we've been clamoring for second string quarterbacks since 2009. And then the guy in front of me turns around and goes, Yeah, so how's that working out for you? Two things. One, what the hell does that even mean? Two, um, just because we have a second stringer in there making plays doesn't mean it's going to pan out at a full time starter level. We've been, we kind of touched on it in previous episodes. You know, we had, uh, uh, per se. Then we had Devin Gardner and uh, Donner Robinson. Then we were uh, with uh, Wilton Spate. Then we wanted John O'Corn, Then we wanted Dill McCaffrey. Then we wanted Joe Milton. It's like how many times are we going to cry wolf, people? And just get behind K. McNamara. We're winning. Okay? He's doing what he's been asked to do. He's, he only is doing what he's been asked to do. If we're going to run the ball this many times, we're all roll this many times. You know, I feel like sometimes when we've Pride wolf uh the coaches will be like all right we'll trot him out there for a little bit you know last year i wanted dill mccaffrey to be the quarterback because of his game experience joe milton went in there everyone was like man it's gonna be the next coming of cam newton sucks dill mccaffrey had a couple same thing i don't mean to keep going on this tangent here but i want to point this out just like with jj and his you know his third down sc- scampers right We saw that from Dylan McCaffrey. And then when Dylan McCaffrey got extended playing time in certain game situations, uh, didn't really show a lot, did he? No, he did not. So I'll stop saying it right now. Shut up.
0: Season where we can't plug in J.J. McCarthy.
2: We've gone too far now. So you either got to take it or leave it. Simple as that. No, I'm with you, man. I... I just,
1: trust me, what are you doing to beat Ohio State today? Live it, breathe it, totally get it. But let me tell you this, and you're ignorant if you think otherwise. Ohio State didn't grow to be this juggernaut
0: overnight. This is a, dude, this is a 20-year gig now. They've had one,
1: one for the YouTube audience here. I got my finger up close. One mediocre season in 20 years. You know, truthfully, Michigan's had a lot of mediocre seasons in 20 years. It's going to take time. Last year was beyond mediocre. It was bottom barrel Big Ten. As of right now, we've seen a lot of things that are really promising. Is it enough to beat Ohio State? Honestly, I don't care right now. Is it enough to beat Michigan State? You're damn right it is. You're damn right. What we've seen thus far is enough to go into East Lansing and deliver a blow and get a W. Period. Point blank. There's enough talent out there between between Hassan Haskins, Blake Corum, obviously those guys. Cade McAmara can get it done. Cornelius Johnson, Eric All, um, defensive side of the ball. Aiden Hutchinson will assert himself. He will. Ajabo, he's been great this year, and he's going to be a, a great secondary guy with 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 Hutchinson. Josh Ross, leading the backers. Your boy Dax Hill, there's enough out there to get the W in East Lansing. I don't care about Columbus. We'll talk about that when the game comes around. Right now, I'm predicting Michigan wins. Do I know by how much? Don't really care. I don't care if it's a point or if it's 100. Um, a W is going to mean a lot this weekend. And I, I I, personally believe that Harbaugh's well aware of how much this W is going to mean to the team, how much it will propel them towards their goal of beating Ohio State.
0: Boom. 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 Well, obviously,
1: we're very excited about Saturday. It can't come soon enough. Um, As far as uh, as as college football goes, we got another, uh, another mailbag question here as far as the playoffs. There's a lot here, so get ready to listen. Are you ready? Let's do it. Assuming this is how the college football playoffs plays out, who's in, who's out? Okay? Georgia loses to Bama in the SEC title game. They have one loss. Alabama wins the SEC beating Georgia, but still has the loss to Texas A&M. Oregon wins the Pac-12 with one loss. Oklahoma remains undefeated. Cincinnati remains undefeated. Wake Forest, out of the ACC, remains undefeated. Big Ten has one loss, assuming nobody is undefeated. Either Ohio State, Michigan, or Michigan State, any of those. They have one loss. Who's in? Who's out? Georgia. Let's start with Georgia. They have one loss, and it's to Bama in the SEC title game. Are they in?
0: I think they would go. I think they would be our four. You think they would move to four? I think they'd be our four on.
2: Positive side for them. On the negative side, I think they're fifth. I think they're four or five, depending on on what the could the committee's smoking. Let's just say this. I'm gonna say this real quick. I don't want to be a committee member this year. I don't want to do it. This is gonna be crazy. But yeah, for Georgia, for me, I think they'll I think they'll bounce to high four, low five. Alabama wins the SEC.
1: Only has one loss. They in? Uh, yeah. I think they go to.
0: I think they're three. Okay. Oregon with one loss. Um. What was that? Yeah, I agree. I think they're out too. Oklahoma remains undefeated. Wins the Big 12. That'd be your two. They're in. They're the two seed. Okay. Cincinnati
1: remains undefeated has a win over, they would have a win over Notre Dame, Indiana, and they would have um, a win over, I believe
0: it's an uh, undefeated SMU.
2: I think, I'm not sure, man. I don't, the committee's not a, those non-power five teams, I think I mentioned last week, I think that uh, when we start getting into these conference schedules against these uh, these top 10s, I, uh, no matter what Cincinnati is going to do, I think they're going to get, uh, I think they're going to get the UCF treatment. Okay. Wake Forest
1: out of the ACC runs the table, goes undefeated. They would only have a chance. Yeah, I agree. Um, Big Ten champion with one loss Ohio State, Michigan, Penn, or uh, or Michigan State. Doesn't matter who. Um, so. As of right now, you have you have Oklahoma two, Bama three, Georgia four. You don't have a number one. You think yeah, Cincinnati uh, is left out?
2: You know, Cincinnati might get left out. What uh, I'll say this is: if I guess if Bama beats Georgia, I mean maybe they do get to one. It, um, but if a Big Ten get uh, one loss, Big Ten gets in there. I think it's possible. Um, Seeing it's gets hard for me here. I don't have an answer. Uh, I don't think the one-loss Big Ten obviously is going to be the number one team in the country. Um, I don't know. Let me let me swap one to three. Let me put uh, let me put Bama at one and then put the Big Ten at the third spot in the third hole. Yeah. So, but you do think a Big Ten gets in? I think they do. Yeah, and it, again, it sucks to suck, but I think. Uh, I think one loss Oregon is not going to take it. I don't think they're going to be put in there. They've they've been playing a lot of tight games against uh, un, unranked teams. They were in a – I mean, UCLA is not horrible on offensively, but they were in a tight battle last weekend, and um, yeah. I just don't think they've really separated themselves.
1: Yeah, for me, one loss Georgia
2: moves to two.
0: Okay.
1: Alabama winning the SEC moves to four okay oregon would be out with one loss oklahoma remaining undefeated would be in and i have them at three cincinnati remaining undefeated i think they get the one seed i know it sounds crazy but i I think the committee has basically passed on them too much And they would give them the one seed, setting up
0: Cincinnati-Bama. And the reason for that is Cincinnati
1: would play Alabama. And I hate to break it to all these Cincinnati lovers, and I love Cincinnati too. They would get steamrolled. They would absolutely get steamrolled. Alabama has... I mean, they, they start 22 guys, 11 on offense, 11 on defense. 18 of them are going to go to the NFL someday. Yeah. And on then of their 77-man roster, 67 of them are going to go to the NFL someday.
0: Yeah. Where
1: Cincinnati might have five NFL players on their ros- on their entire roster right now. It's not close. I think Alabama would steamroll them. and then Georgia would take, probably take care of Oklahoma. And then you get a Georgia and Alabama championship. I think the only way big 10 gets in Cincinnati would have to lose. Oklahoma would have to lose. Bama would have to lose to Georgia, which I do believe Georgia is beating Alabama, by the way. I think a lot of people are just assuming out. Al- have you seen Alabama? I mean, they're struggling with even Tennessee. I mean, this isn't the same team They're in my opinion, this is a next year Alabama team that's really good. Just like it was two years ago when they had Mac Jones. Mac Jones was starting to figure it out. They played Michigan in the bowl game. They were an average Alabama team. The very next year, what did they do? Broke records. Look, I mean, this, look at Ohio
2: State. Ohio State's not the same from Ohio State team.
1: I think Ohio yeah. State
2: and Alabama are are spot right now. Yeah, absolutely.
1: No, yeah, I, this is this Alabama team I think is a year away. And truthfully, it would. they would 100% have to beat Georgia in order to get in because they're not getting in without it. Obviously, they already have one loss. I think they're due for another one, and it's probably to Georgia. So if, if you want my predictions, I already told you what would happen based off this. If you want my quick predictions right now, uh, without even ranking them, it's Georgia, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, whoever wins the Big Ten as long as they have one loss or less. Um, and as of right now, it's probably Ohio State. So those four, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, Ohio State, Georgia. Bama out. Oregon definitely out. Wake Forest, not a chance. Don't care if they're undefeated or not. The ACC is a joke. Clemson was their only chance. So,
0: yeah.
2: I just – let's just – we can all agree on the playoff needs to be expanded and whether you think it's 8 or 16, uh, it's – we've come down to – a breaking point. It, 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 we come down to a breaking point. Both of you and I agree that we think it should be eight. I think when we get to the 16 talk, I think that kind of, I mean, maybe I'm looking for two in the wrong direction, but I think when you get down to 16 teams in the playoff, I think that's going to ruin a lot of the conference uh, pageantry. And I think that the student athlete perspective, that's a lot that's a lot for a kid to be in school. Now, granted, a student athlete, they got a lot of, they get help to get past the school part or whatever because they're they're not on campus very often. But I just think that um, it's a lot to ask for them. I think just like uh, the NFL going to 17 games, I think that was ridiculous. And uh, well, even though that's one extra game, I think that's um, just very unnecessary. And I don't think 16 is going to be necessary. This isn't college basketball um this is this is football and i think it's a whole nother animal uh i think you do eight you do the five power five do three of the at large uh obviously you're always going to have controversy but you can't make everybody happy but with eight you can make them the majority and make them the most sense out of everything
1: the thing is and i've been saying this for a long time
0: the 16th team if you did a sixteen-team playoff, I would argue the way that college football is set up, they might never win.
1: Like it, it, it just—I mean, I don't know who the sixteen team is right now.
2: Baylor think, Georgia would be the matchup.
1: I, I think Georgia would smoke them. I, yeah, I, I mean, and truthfully, for the last five years. Okay. We have, so we got Georgia right now. Number one, let's just pretend they win it all. I'm just pretending for the sake of pretending last year you had Alabama who didn't lose a single game. They would have smoked whoever 16 was the year before that LSU didn't lose a single game. They would have smoked whoever that team was Clemson the year before that. I don't think lost a single game. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they lost one. They would have smoked whoever the 16 team was. So at the end of the day, We've had a pretty undisputed winner. It's just how many more teams can we fit in there? And I think eight's the magic number. And when you get eight, you get one versus eight, two versus seven, um, three versus six, and four versus five. And the the first four matchups are all home playoff games. Make them home playoff games and then move the next final four into bowl games like they are right now. You're not adding an extra game. You can even get rid of uh, conference championships if you wanted to, okay? But at the end of the day, I think eight is the magic number. I don't think it needs to be any more or any less. If you did do a a bigger number, in my opinion, it's 12, and you give the top four teams a bye. I don't think you start adding more than 12 because you really are starting to get down. In college football, the the 4th, 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th teams, They're solid teams, but they are not championship contenders. They traditionally have two, three, and sometimes four losses. Just my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, anything else before we go,
2: Michigan, Michigan State wise? I got nothing, Michigan, Michigan State wise. Um, However, we mentioned last week at at the in the closing uh, remarks about how last weekend was shaping up to be not very dramatic, and we had our first nine-overtime win, our first nine-overtime game, and that was Illinois beating Penn State. Yes. No one saw that happening. Uh, we did briefly mention Iowa State upsetting Oklahoma State. They did. They also have um, a road game against West Virginia. This weekend is shaping up to be a little bit better. Penn State is playing Ohio State. So Michigan-Michigan State's not the only big Big Ten game going on this weekend um and that ohio state game is what what time 7 30 so we're gonna have all day uh all day action
1: yeah that's uh it's gonna be a big one obviously penn state coming off another loss so they got two losses now you know we did say this last week there was no really good matchups but we guaranteed somebody would lose and we had multiple losses in the. just figures it's how it happens so I know there's gonna be a there's gonna be a loss in the top ten this week. It's either gonna be Michigan or Michigan State. College game day is gonna be there. Big noon kickoffs is gonna be there. Um, it'll be huge. So I can't wait. We will see you back next week, and we will talk. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll, we will be happy and ready to ready to pod, and it won't be regretful. So,
2: hey, real, real quick, can I swear? Can I swear real quick? Go ahead. All right. Everyone who's listening, we got children around, mothers, daughters, grandmothers. Cover yours real quick. Fuck Michigan State. Go blue.
1: <laughs> Let's fucking
0: go. See you next time. Go blue. Beat little bro.